episode six of the Nintendo Jump podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. It is the week of July 30th, 2018. This is Sergio, and today I am joined by Daryl. Hey, what's up, everyone? And Kevin couldn't join us today. <laughs> he is on a business Aww. trip, but he will be back very soon, uh, you know, to tell us what is five feet away from him. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode six, how are you, how are you doing, Daryl? You know, I'm just average today. Uh, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Ah, nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, everybody, sit back, grab a six-pack of beer or soda, and get Ooh. ready for our discussion about the Nintendo 3DS. Hey! <laughs> this week, we are taking another a look at the other side of the current Nintendo gaming systems, the portable-only Nintendo 3DS which it's on its eighth year, believe it or not. You know, it came out in 2011. So there are still a few notable games coming out, specifically WarioWare Gold, which should be out by the time you guys are listening to this episode. So we wanted to put the Switch aside just for a bit to discuss some of our favorite 3DS games, some of the few ones coming out and which ones we are anticipating, and maybe even some crazy last-minute wishes, something we would like to see on the 3DS before we get a 4DS or nothing DS. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daryl, what is your history with the 3DS? Like, did you get it at launch, and what what are some of your favorite games for it? Okay, yeah, I I was a 3DS ambassador. Uh, as, nice. <laughs> as Nintendo uh, an- announced, I do have that <laughs> uh, that medal or certificate or whatever right. it was, the, the little <laughs> app that did absolutely nothing. Uh, but yeah, I got it at launch. Uh, paid probably way too much for it yeah. but you know since then i think i've done kind of the the standard 3ds path and that i've i've had a, a few different models of the system going forward and i've kind of sold my old ones mm, yes. um you know it got off to kind of a rocky start in that it was it was priced a little bit high and the software really wasn't in place for it yes uh a little bit early on it's actually a a seeming mistake that Nintendo would go on to kind of repeat with uh, the Wii U, actually. But <laughs> True. it's uh, it turned out, I mean, looking back eight years later, it turned out to be an utterly fantastic system. Like, the software lineup on the 3DS is among the best lineups ever. And that's, that's just incredible to me. Uh, what about you? Were you at launch? Yeah, I got it at launch. Actually, funny enough, it's... Probably, yeah, it was the first system that I got delivered. I didn't go pick it up like at a midnight launch or anything. I, I even got the Wii U at a midnight launch. Man, that was a waste. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was there on launch, but there were, like you said, there were very few games. I I wasn't interested in any of the first party offerings. I, I got Street Fighter 4 and I was, I was playing that for a while, pretty much until the port of Ocarina of Time 3D came out, and that's when things really got going. Oh, man. That port was so good. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't believe that that port actually, uh, that kind of is the definitive edition of Ocarina at this point, and that's, that's right. really cool to have that on a, a portable. Right, right. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> so it seems we were there on launch, and like you said, we paid a little too extra, but, you know, it, you don't, you cannot say eight years of a system easily and it still has a few games coming out and the craziest thing i think is 
considering that you can also play all of the DS games on it, that is insane. Oh yeah, the library's really big. Like hundreds and hundreds of games if you <laughs> if you include both systems. And the DS was no joke on library either. Right. Like up to that point, it actually had one of the the most impressive lineups as well. So the fact that you've got access to both is just kind of ridiculous. Right, right. And then each of their digital store contents, like DSiWare and just digital games on the 3DS, it's crazy. You mentioned quite accurately, you know, how good the DS library is. The Nintendo DS, I would say even to date, is my favorite system. I, I played so many great games on that thing. I, oh, wow. I still love it, yeah. <laughs> and no. I cannot talk about the 3DS without talking about not only my favorite series, but actually my favorite game of all time, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so a little sidebar there. I don't think it's the best game ever. I think actually the best game of all time, <laughs> it's actually on the 3DS too, because to me, it's Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Uh, you can make arguments for other games here and there, but it mostly comes down to preference and Ocarina is just a it's a masterpiece of a game to this day. It's it's still yeah. amazing. Right, right. And then with the Master Quest with 3D and redone graphics, it's amazing. So I think that's the best game, you know, like everyone has a different opinion. But my favorite game, it is indeed Animal Crossing. And for those that are not too familiar with how Animal Crossing works, basically it's always so hard for me to describe it without making it sound boring. <laughs> That's always like a free a preface that I have to give. <laughs> but basically you play as a human character that lives in a in a small forest type village with a bunch of different animals. You go at your own pace, you can collect bugs or fish or run errands for your animal villagers and make money or make friends with them also by running the errands. And the more you play, the more the town begins to expand and there's more places and more things for you to do. It's like a life sim in a way, but it's very, very Japanese and mo mostly very Nintendo-like. Like if Nintendo made a life sim, this is it. <laughs> I don't know if you have played the series at all. I have barely played it. Uh, I've I played a little bit of it. it. It's actually, it's a game that my, my wife actually likes. Um, oh, nice. I love the idea that it it's Nintendo giving you a reason to keep coming back to games, like as kind of a daily exercise almost right. i don't i don't want to really say that but I, I think you get what i'm saying like they would have they right. would hold special events the seasons would change with real life seasons day and night cycle would change with real life day and night and different things were available to do at each time and i, I always thought that that concept was really cool like it was among the first games even attempting anything like that the series mm. was and you know i've always kind of really respected that because there's a ton of stuff to do in that game like i know right. people who've put in hundreds and hundreds of hours right uh, right <laughs> into animal crossing which if you watch somebody play it really it yeah it doesn't look <laughs> like a game that you could put a hundred hours into but you know sure enough it, and it's fun it is at its core it's a fun game so that's that's why that's what really what keeps people coming back right right and you know there's a there's you know there's life sims and there's different types of life sims there's some that don't really punish you if you don't come back to play every day. But Animal Crossing, you know, it's sort of like in between. It could be worse 
but it it could be better also it it does punish you a little bit if you neglect it for considerable amounts of time but honestly it does so much to keep everyone coming every day with different events and just different things happening all the time but yeah you know i love the series i love the game before it came out in north america which was in 2013 before that like at least six months before that i was in a group of people that were just hyping the game like we had a little chat group <laughs> and you know that's all we would do we would just be there chatting about the game and just waiting for it like six months <laughs> and when it came out i actually scheduled my two-week vacation from work for the oh, year just wow. to... <laughs> i i'm serious about this yeah <laughs> so that's amazing <laughs> yeah I, I i loved it i to date i have played just over a thousand hours in four copies of the game dang <laughs> and you know around the 800 hour something happens like I know, like, I love it, and it's like, I haven't had enough. I, Well, I have, but I could I could keep playing, but I want to wait and, and sort of put it on hold so that the next iteration, it's, you know, it's more special, it's fresher, and just give some time in between the games. So that's what I did around the 800 hours. And you know how some 3DS allowed you to take screenshots of while you were playing? Yeah. Uh, this was one of those, uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, and I took so many screenshots. I, I filled up a 32 gigabit SD card twice. Oh, wow. And the reason for it is because I made a real-life photo album. I actually got it ordered and custom-made. It's like a humongous 400-page thing, and it's like a vacation photo album to me because whenever I play Animal Crossing, it, I, it's like I'm on vacation again. I, I know it's just a game. Literally, but to me, it's so much more than that. It's an experience. It's it's Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's vacation. No, that's awesome. Though. That's that's something that I've always kind of loved the idea of. You, you have these experiences in video games. I've always kind of liked the idea of making physical uh, mementos almost right. uh, of them. Like the one that struck me really recently was actually Breath of the Wild uh, with you're going through and you're grabbing all the the memories of of old Hyrule and and what exactly went down and some of those are really cool and, and poignant and you know it'd be it'd be neat to be able to kind of memorialize those mm. um I'm kind of doing the same thing with Octopath Traveler right now too like oh true. I, I'm taking a bunch of screenshots and stuff cuz I want to remember it and I'm like sometimes people will say something cool or funny or whatever and i'll you know i'll snap a quick screenshot just to you know just to keep it and and remember that game because you know it's special and and it's it's cool when something hits you like that right yeah definitely agree Uh, octopi has some hard-hitting quotes and and messages yeah so that's you know that's my love for animal crossing what would be your my new leaf I mean, I don't know that I have anything to add to cre- <laughs> No, um, to me, I I always want to say that the 3DS for me was defined by one series, X series. And almost every time I say something like that, the series actually changes, which kind of leads me to believe that, man, I just, I just liked this <laughs> system, right? But there are a few games that I really associated with it mm-hmm. in particular uh, that were important to me for various reasons. Uh, I'll I'll get into Fire Emblem in a, in a second, but obviously uh, Ocarina of Time, which it was the first time I got to play the the Master Quest, which was 
a very yeah. cool experience. Um, it was actually the first time I played Majora's Mask was on the 3DS. Oh, cool. So that's a <laughs> another like 10 out of 10 <laughs> type game, right? Um, early on in the 3DS's life, I actually dumped a ton of time into Kid Icarus Uprising. I really liked that game. You know, it Ooh. had it had a lot of balance issues. It had a few control right. scheme things that people talked about, but honestly, I thought it was done pretty well. Uh, I thought it was a very cool game with like hundreds of different weapon types and and uh, online three v three battles and, and stuff. It was actually Ooh. bigger than it had any right to be. <laughs> Another one would be the Bravely series, particularly Bravely Default, really hit me in in a at a good time. Mm. Um, which it's it's funny to see some of the influences that that game and that team brought over to Octopath, and some of the things that it just left on right. the table. I kind of mentioned that, like to me, Octopath Traveler is is more of a it's definitely ge- more geared towards adult themes right and i'm not saying like right. m-rated or anything like that but it's just it's a little darker a little heavier hitting bravely mm-hmm. bravely default was almost kind of like a fairy tale to play right. <laughs> uh with these obviously very young somewhat immature uh protagonists that had silly <laughs> conversations with each other and and such but that was on top of a one of the deeper uh rpg systems i've ever gotten to play mm. so kind of a neat little mix there and, and I really really liked that series I thought that the second one was you know, slightly de- derivative after mm. dumping about 100 hours into the first one but it was still a good game I, I really liked that series Um, but yeah it was it. it's just amazing and, and then to actually get into the Fire Emblem series so famously uh, the developers of Fire Emblem Intelligent Systems had kind of stated, hey, look, we want to make one more Fire Emblem game. You know, we really want to put our all into it. And then, you know, the series doesn't do that well. We're just going to, you know, we're going to put it out to pasture, let it go. And that one game was Fire Emblem Awakening, which came out on 3DS, sold like hotcakes. It yes. got <laughs> amazingly big and led to two other full Fire Emblem games being ported, <laughs> and accounting fates as one game, right? Right, right. Uh, being created on the system. So the 3DS is kind of responsible. Fire Emblem Awakening and, and the 3DS are kind of responsible for redefining the Fire Emblem series and, and really revitalizing it into like one of Nintendo's powerhouses at this point. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's kind of incredible, actually. <laughs> right. And I remember it sold, it sold really well, but at at first, like when it came out, I guess Nintendo wasn't really sure what to expect, and it was very, very hard to find. A lot of people had to buy it digitally. Yeah, I remember that. I uh, I had pre-ordered it because I, I really liked the Fire Emblem series. Uh, the first one on Game Boy Advance that came out in the U.S. was one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. And Awakening was the first one since then that kind of hit that same feeling. Like, the almost anime cutscenes on it the right. actual overall storyline how the the characters children come back from this apocalyptic future where everyone's dead and so they're they're all traumatized and and you have these interactions between these uh kind of crazy children and and their parents who are dead in the future 
and then they all fight alongside each other. Like it sounds, it sounds kind of crazy, but it actually works from a, a story point of view. I, I yes. really appreciated the way that all came together. Yeah, yeah. You know that that was my first Fire Emblem, and what an amazing game it was. I mean, absolutely, it converted me into a fan of the series and into a fan of strategy games overall. Uh, turn-based strategy. I I hadn't played many of those, and Fire Emblem Awakening did it so well. It it has all the elements that you could ask for in a strategy game, and they are presented to you at a good pace. Like it doesn't. There's there's plenty of challenge in the game, but it's never hard to learn it teaches you really well and you know it right. has easy mode where if your characters die they, they come back during the next battle you know if you're just starting it's a nice way to introduce you into the series but my god what a great game that was yeah it really was and then fates was also good i, I was a little bit let down by fates personally because i just thought they had the potential to to have this amazing uh family versus family type storyline and, and right. really milk that and it, it came across to me almost as cliche now that said uh fate's conquest was a very fun time so it was mm. much harder than the birthright one uh it was you actually had to think and strategize and and really move your guys around optimally and i really liked that one still doesn't hold up to awakening for me mm-hmm. uh, but it was you know i I don't regret my purchase at all. I'm glad I played it, but that's just kind of where I am now. Right, right. I I agree with you. I think Awakening is the better Fire Emblem game. Uh, Fates, I think, you know, if you combine all three games, there's more content, of course, and more yeah. variety because each of the three games played, you know, they change a, a little thing or two, but it's quite considerable. But yeah, I'm with you. You know, Awakening is better, but Fates... If you take it as a whole, as the three games, you know, it was it was definitely worth playing for sure. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of game there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it tells, you know, it tells very different stories. Like, I, I feel like they did the emotional side pretty well. Like, all the character motivations and such were pretty good. It's just when you get into the slightly more cliched writing that, that it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, mm. I, I can't really fault the game that much. I, I, I actually really enjoyed my time with it. Cool, cool. And then the last one in the the Fire Emblem series on the 3DS currently, uh, who knows, there might be another one (laughs) around the corner, uh, was Echoes, Shadows of Valencia, which is a remake, I think, of Fire Emblem 2, I want to say. right. Which is a very different game. Like, they they do not have things that are kind of the, the standards in the series, like the weapon triangle concept where lances beat swords beat axes beat lances that kind of thing is not in that game uh there's some like free roaming areas like cave exploration and stuff like that that's all completely new honestly i really liked that game like echoes i thought was a very very cool obviously fire emblem but really different so i had i had a heck of a time playing that one nice Uh, you know i i have it and it's i'm waiting for when i have enough time to dedicate it to it because I know it deserves it. I know I'm going to love it. It has, it's fully voice acted, which I love. <laughs> yeah. And then it's funny. They, they did kind of the anime cutscenes, but they almost made it look like the older anime style, like, you know, late, late nineties era cool. in the drawing. It's interesting the, the way they did it. It doesn't look 
it doesn't look or feel like the newer Fire Emblems, which considering it's a remake of, of one of the early ones, I think on the Famicom, uh, right. it makes sense, but I just like the way that they did that. Nice, cool. And you know, since they had Echoes in the title, everyone sort of was hoping that this was going to be like a side series of just different remakes, and we haven't seen another one, but you know, it's never too late. I mean, yeah, how many how many Fire Emblem games do you really expect on this system? Right. <laughs> and we already have one coming to the Switch, and who knows? I mean, based on the Three Houses name, it could be three different versions of it. Yeah, I kind of hope not. I, I kind of <laughs> hope it's just uh, a single story, and they don't try to do the, the Pokemon <laughs> buy all three versions and, <laughs> and trade characters back and forth or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready for just, you know, you buy a, a Fire Emblem game and just play it kind of yeah yeah keep, keep all the content and all the different options and ways to play into a single game um, hopefully yeah that game looks really good though oh yeah <laughs> like i'm i'm ready to see more of it yeah yeah definitely so you know there are still a couple of notable 3ds games uh, personally i have played a good amount but yeah there's still a lot that i haven't played but one i that one that i definitely played was Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS, you know, first time the the series got on a portable. Um, did did you get to play that one? Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I remember uh, the day it came out. I had to work. I went to the store to I think GameStop over my lunch break. I took my 3DS and over my lunch break, I played it in the car <laughs> just to play it. I I was one of the ones who um I think they they gave out a number of demo codes that you could play like four different characters in the game play yes. the heck out of the demo yes yeah <laughs> i played the game for like way too long uh until the wii u version eventually came out and then that right that kind of became the the quote-unquote real version to me but until that point the 3ds version was fantastic yeah i mean even to this day once in a while we're like hey we should play smash run because it's so much fun, you know, it's not on the Wii U version. I hope, I really hope it's on the Switch one. Yeah, I really like Smash Run. It was, it reminded me, uh, did you ever play a Kirby Air Ride on the GameCube? Mm, very little, very little. Yeah, it that game had this mode called City Trial that you're, you spend a set amount of time just kind of riding, it, it was kind of a racing game. You, you're <laughs> just riding around a seri- uh, city looking for power-ups and there's little events that happen and enemies and, and all sorts of, funny things i played that so much and smash run is almost a an homage or, or almost mm-hmm. like a direct sequel to it but in in the smash brothers style right where you have a set amount of time and you're running around finding power-ups you know beating up random enemies sometimes you see each other and you can beat each other up and right. <laughs> yeah i had a few friends uh actually like professional tournament level gamers <laughs> playing smash run and, and that was a Really, really fun experience. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it, also, Smash was kind of notable for uh, the number of broken circle pads. <laughs> True, yeah. Like, that game, more than any, kind of highlighted that the circle pad was maybe not the most uh, robust <laughs> control mechanism. <laughs> True. Yeah, uh, like, like like you said, after the Wii U version came out, that, that became like the default way to play smash brothers but even then like after that i had my i pretty much always have the 3ds by my bedside and sometimes i would just grab it in a i feel like destroying some people online 
Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another really good game on the 3DS was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. It was the sequel to Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, and they really took things as far as they could. Basically, it has not just one mansion, but a lot of them. And even, you know, some people even say that it's too big for its own good. It has so many areas and missions to do. It's a really, really good game. Yeah, for sure. It, I liked the way that game looked. Like, the way they animated it and the way it actually controlled, I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. And Luigi's Mansion is, you know, I, I have a lot of nostalgia for Luigi's Mansion, so just kind of being back in that was a lot of fun. I, I'd love to see that series stick around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that sort of pushes us towards our next topic, which is discussing some of the, you know, there's a few... 3DS games still coming out and you know the port of Luigi's Mansion to the 3DS I mean that was kind of unexpected but really cool also yeah that game looks really good too <laughs> right another one well it's it's out by the time you're listening is Wireworld Gold I'm actually really looking forward to that one it is being said that it's it doesn't offer so much new content it's it's kind of like the Warrior Ultimate if you will <laughs> man now every series is getting an ultimate game <laughs> Ultimate. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a compilation of a lot of the mini games and micro games, and it's I think it's looking really good. I cannot wait to to be playing this one. Yeah, I actually I only have a kind of limited experience with the WarioWare series. I have played it. Um, I've owned a couple of the games. The main one I played before was Touched, actually, which is <clears throat> kind of one of the the lesser appreciated ones. But the series is just cool like it's just (laughs) i don't know something about like frantically switching between different games and goals and things like that it's really neat so this is this is one that i might grab at some point in the future you know right now my backlog is way too big but (laughs) you know when when i do see it you know if if i do see it in in the future and it's not you know i'm not playing too much at the time, this is definitely one I'm going to have my eyes on just because I'm not exactly one of the hardest, you know, the most hardcore WarioWare players. So right. a lot of this would be new to me. Um, yeah. So I think that actually would that actually be pretty cool. So I definitely have my eyes on it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I definitely agree. And another notable one, it's actually coming out next year, 2019, is the remake slash remaster maybe of Mario and Luigi bowser's inside story which to me it's the best mario and luigi yeah i mm-hmm. i'll fight you on that <laughs> one but i like the bad one so uh, that's okay <laughs> so yeah another like three or so games there's a couple of yokai watch games still coming out i i haven't kind of looked enough to really even want to try that series i don't know about you Nah, it's i I very much felt that it wasn't really for me, hmm. just just from the get go. Like, I, I don't know. I there is a target audience, and <laughs> it's really huge to that target audience. And I just don't. I'm I'm really not a member of that. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's only a handful of games still coming out, and you know, as far as we know, there's always more Nintendo Directs and E3 of next year, and you you never know what's gonna happen. Well, but, Nintendo's been, they've been pretty clear that they do not want this 
console or at least the console lineage to die, right? right. They're, they they keep talking about continued support for the 3DS, which, like you said, has been out. It's going on its eighth year. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a very, very long console. Life. <laughs> yeah. Right? So they're still trying to keep it alive. And, you know, I, I respect what they're doing because they have such a, a huge install base out there that, you know, there are still people who just have the 3DS and yes. want some new games to play. So it's it's cool that they're supporting it. I just wonder how long this is going to go. Like, I wonder if they're going <laughs> to, if they plan to keep releasing games for the system, if they plan to do some sort of iteration on it. I, I don't know. Right. You know, recently there were a couple of new systems, like limited editions. Nowadays, the the main system that Nintendo is selling is the new 2DS XL. And they just announced three different versions. You know, they're coming out in Japan and in Europe and even in Australia, but they haven't confirmed them for North America. And I want them to because one of them is Animal Crossing. So if that comes over, I'm getting it. That's going to be my fifth copy of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I need it. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's funny that they've almost completely done away with the original selling point of the system. <laughs> True. Like, so when it came out, they were they were really hyping the, the stereoscopic 3D feature. You know, it was every game had to have some sort of defining in 3D thing to it that was in all their advertising of like Mario jumping out of the screen and things right. like that. And now their flagship quote-unquote 3ds is actually not it doesn't have the 3d so it's it's just interesting to see that kind of shift but it leads me to the question uh how much did you actually use the the 3d oh not much in my case um i cannot see very well so the 3d doesn't really do much for me but i know it's sort of you know it depends who you ask some people swear by it and they say yes it works especially on the new systems that have the quote-unquote super stable 3d um, you know, to others, some people got headaches, some people just, it didn't work enough for them and they just turned it off. Um, what was your experience? No, I could not use it at all until Ooh. the new systems came out because oh, I was one okay. of the ones that it would, it would play with my eyes and actually reduce my enjoyment to the game I was playing. Right. <laughs> uh, on all the, the original systems. Now, when the new systems came out, they, they did something funny with the cameras where the cameras were looking at your face and trying to, uh, I guess focus the 3d at you and actually that worked like it it made it a lot better for me so i started playing a lot more games with the 3d on and that was it was cool i mean i like the effect right but it just didn't really work for me originally (laughs) right in it's there's only a handful of games and I, i can actually only think of one that you know it really used 3d in in kind of unique ways or at least they tried it would be Super Mario 3D Land. And oh, yeah. That was before we got the super stable 3D. And even by then, you know, people were saying, oh, this this game was made for this 3D effect. It, it really does something special. Well, they did, they did some cool things where, like, you would enter a room and it would look like the entire wall was painted, this alternating series of colors. If you had the 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 3D off, you couldn't see that there was a actually a platform there. Like if right. you turned it on, you know, two of the blocks would actually come forward at you and you would be able to see that that depth. And that was right. That was kind of neat. I mean, I liked the way they did it. I thought it was a, a cool effect. Right. Right. 
And so we were also discussing some games that we would like to see on the system, even, you know, regardless if we get a, a 4DS or maybe Nintendo tries to stick with a 3DS for a year or two, maybe. There, there's still potential for a couple of games, a couple of franchises. Uh, one that I would want to see, uh, it's tough to say if it makes sense or not, but in a way it does. Uh, I've always, I've been waiting forever <laughs> for a remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they, they're going in order with the remakes. And Diamond and Pearl, it's my favorite generation in Sino. Okay. So I've been waiting. And, oh, my God, that soundtrack in those games. It's, uh, I, just the soundtrack <laughs> alone. <laughs> so the reason I say it makes sense is because they have the engine from as far back as XY and Sun Moon, Ultra Sun. They've just been refining this beautiful-looking 3D engine. And I think Diamond and Pearl, yeah, it could be on the Switch. You know, it would be nice there too. But it would also be nice to have a last, like a last hurrah 3DS Pokemon game. No, I could see that. I could actually see a, a dual release. They did that with a few titles. Right. Like on Switch and on, on 3DS. Most recently, uh, Sushi Strikers, uh, Captain Toad, Fire Emblem Warriors did it. You know, th- yeah. there's a few games that are making that jump, you know, so it's it's not outside the realm of possibility that you can have one without losing the other, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, yeah, I just I just want those remade. They, they could call them Pokemon Dapper Diamond, Pokemon Pretty Pearl. There you go. You can have that one, Nintendo. <laughs> You're you're welcome. Send all royalty <laughs> checks to Nintendo Jump Podcast at gmail.com. I think I, I think I'd go pretty pearl there. <laughs> nice. But yeah, um I was you know, I was trying to think of games that make sense on the three DS and not on the Switch. It's kinda tough. Uh some of the unique features, um Street Pass is a big one. I I, I do wish the Switch had Street Pass. Yeah. I you know, I never really got to use it that often. Just you know, at times I would leave the 3DS on when I went on like road trips and stuff and I'd open it up and have a handful. But that was one feature of the system that I just never really got to use that much. No. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. And it was a different way to get new content or to see what people around you were playing. I just, I really wish that the Switch had it and you know, since it and they announced it and we saw that it didn't have it, I thought, well, they could add it in an update. But to this day, they there's no talk of anything. So I just I don't think it's going to happen. If anything, the new president of Nintendo is saying that he's looking at exclusive features that the 3DS offers that the Switch doesn't. And I think that's maybe one of them. So if they do want to make a 4DS, I think it would have Street Pass or a more advanced version of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. And another little game that I think could work and it makes more sense on a, a portable with two screens would be a sequel to Elite Beat Agents, which is a rhythm game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that one, but back then it was originally called Oendan when it was only released in Japan and mm-hmm. it made so much noise here and a lot of people imported it so much so that Nintendo said, yeah, let's go ahead and make a version with English songs and we got Elite Beat Agents and... And also Oendan 2 in Japan. I mean, those three games are awesome. And I think this one makes more sense on a portable. And I just really hope, you know, that's like my crazy wish for the 3DS, a new Elite Agent. Yeah, no, that was a crazy game. One of the more unique uh, music slash rhythm games ever. 
like just the inputs that you had like buttons sliding across the screen that you had to keep the styles on things like that it was, it was very cool with a really crazy story <laughs> oh yeah that was the like the best part of it but are there any games or any series that you would like to see on the 3ds either you know for the first time or another another yeah. chance at them yeah for sure and i'll get to mine in a second you know kevin couldn't join us this week so I feel extremely obligated to say, obviously, the only answer to this question is F-Zero. <laughs> Nintendo, F-Zero, he needs it. Yeah. Just, just saying. Just... <laughs> Holy shoot. Anyways, now actually into to my games. The games that I think would make sense, I'm mostly looking at what existed on the previous handheld consoles and does not exist now. Mm-hmm. Um, or things that are like specific, you know, have specific features or, or something that was interesting on the handheld in particular that maybe wouldn't work as well as the Switch. The number one that comes to mind actually is it's a game series that, you know, as Fire Emblem rose up, this one kind of dwindled. And, you know, maybe that's for the best financially but it's a series that i really miss and that i mean if it's not obvious that'd be advanced wars like i really really want to see another advanced wars game at some point and at this point the 3ds actually does not have one right so the ds had two uh in dual strike which was fantastic and days of ruin which was interesting uh it it was a good (laughs) game it was very different yeah right Mm -hmm. honestly at this point i'd love a port of either of them actually Japan, as I think, if I remember right, a Japanese Club Nintendo reward got Days of Ruin as just a download on oh, 3DS yeah. that we That's did right. not get. And I was really <laughs> jealous, actually, because <laughs> I just I'm I really, really want to play that series again. It's just a just a tactical turn based war game that is not nearly as character focused as Fire Emblem is. So, you know, obviously you can't. You can't really market it on its characters as easily, but the strategies in it, the uh, some of the games had like customizable maps or like just a ton of challenge maps, things like that. Different mm-hmm. um, commanding officers that had different powers and and such that affected the entire battlefield. It was right. a very different game of kind of the same style as Fire Emblem. So currently, Fire Emblem is winning out. That's not really a bad thing. I don't. I'm I'm not upset about that at all but i really would like to see some sort of advanced wars and you know just to put that on put some version of it whether it's a port or a enhanced port or heck a brand new game who knows right right um, it just feels fitting to me on the 3ds I, I think that that's a gap that it's always had yeah yeah definitely agree um i did play a little bit of the the first one of the game Boy advance and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really good you know it's it's one of those strategy games like you said Fire Emblem is sort of taking over, but I think both of them could coexist. And since we're getting a Fire Emblem on the Switch, uh, could it would be nice to have an Advance Wars on the 3DS. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a good little trade-off. The other <clears throat> things that come to mind are there were a few games that actually did very interesting things with the uh, the clamshell style of the 3DS. Now I don't know exactly how this works with like the the axe blade style 2ds that doesn't right. have a clamshell but i don't know maybe you just take that loss because there's not a, a right whole lot of those around but it's like games 
there were a few games on the DS in particular that were really experimental with that. Uh, a couple of them were like the Lost in Blue series, <laughs> where a couple kids were like stranded on an island, and you had a bunch of different system specific actions that you had to take. Like if you were cooking something, you actually had to close the DS for a set amount of time and there was no like audible signal or anything you just had to know and then when you opened it up your food would be ready or on fire or something you know so i kind of like that kind of uh, you know it seems trivial to call it a gimmick but it is you know that kind of gimmicky play was kind of done away with on the 3ds right i'm sure there's still some examples that i'm completely forgetting but you know i thought that that was pretty smartly done and i'd like to see some more games that take advantage of the specific features of the system like the clamshell like the you know you can throw it in a pocket and go anywhere so yeah street pass was a thing and, right. and i don't know it was a cool system and i'm okay if it kind of dwindles now um i feel like the the switch is actually filling that for me like i oh, used yes. to play yes. I used to play both 3DS and Wii U, uh, partially because of the game release schedule, you know. Right. <laughs> like, there would be some big game on one of the two systems and I'd just be playing it. But right. also partially because just sometimes the where I am, you know, I just want to I want to hold it in front of me on the couch or something, you know. Right. Or mm-hmm. I want it on the TV. Now the Switch, you can just do both, right? So that's filled <laughs> right. a lot of that gap, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I would also be, you know... I'd be interested to see what they would do in terms of, you know, we keep calling it a 4DS. I'd, I'd love to see them mess with the fourth dimension. That's interesting. <laughs> but, you know, I some sort of sequel to the, the DS line, if they actually want to go that way, I'd be interested. I don't, I'd, I'd have to see exactly what it is, what it's trying to, to do or, or be, but I'd, I'd be interested to see what they come up with. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's easy to say leave it to Nintendo to, surprises with something that we probably don't even expect in i mean they're they're amazing at that so um it could also be things that make so much sense that nintendo wouldn't do like keeping their virtual console service like the official way we know the virtual console on the portable since you know the switch is getting sort of like a strange or a new version of it they could leave either virtual console as we know it you pay you pay for your game and you play it forever or some sort of subscription-based one, and that could be on the portable, or you know, just maybe even a download system, uh, download way to to play full games, like in a subscription-based uh, system. Yeah, I'm almost when you say that kind of thing, I'm almost thinking like the PSP Go, which was right. a completely digital thing. Like there were no, you couldn't put a game card in there or anything like that. Which honestly, if if they were to release a handheld version of the nes and super nintendo classic and heck throw a super or a nintendo 64 on that too with some games on it man that yeah that would bring me in for sure yeah yeah in the cool thing about the 3ds is that it has a little bit of everything you know if, if we think about it like it has a a side-scrolling pikmin game which is a first for the series and a very unique yep. game it has a, a yoshi's island game terrible music but the gameplay is it's sort of okay <laughs> every series has something in it i think like either a port an enhanced port 
or a new game in the series that either succeeded or tried something unique that maybe kind of didn't fly off like they expected but you know they tried and it's very easy to forget about the 3ds nowadays with how amazing the switch is doing and how busy it keeps us but it's there and it's been there for eight years we've uh there's a lot of games that we might have played or or there are out there to play so that's our message you know don't forget about the 3ds and especially with the handful of couple little games that are still coming out and it might be a nice way to to dust it off and and pick it back up yeah and it's just it's kind of cool you know the 3ds was an awesome system by itself right but it's it's neat to think that the the next generation of the portable nintendo was the jump from 3ds to switch which is just a massive massive jump (laughs) like it's I don't. I can't even. I have trouble putting that to words. Like the 3DS, you're playing, you know, some some absolute classics like Ocarina and, and such. But then you got the Switch that has a world like Breath of the Wilds that right. you can also play, <laughs> you know, anywhere on the on the couch or or in a hotel or or wherever you are. Right. Um, it's it's a crazy jump. It's it's very interesting to kind of look at the history that's side by side right now. Right. But yeah, I, you know, I, I love my time with it. I, I really, really enjoyed the, the 3DS. It was, um, I, I actually neglected to mention it was the first time I ever played cave story, which is now one of my favorite games. Um, Ooh, cool. So there, you know, I have a lot of stories like that, that, <laughs> you know, right. I, I played X game. It's now one of my favorite games. It's just, <laughs> that's just how the system was. And, and, thinking back on it you know it it was it, it's been it's been amazing so I, i'd be i'd be down for some more updates here and there I, I you know it's it's definitely an interesting conversation yeah right and you never know nintendo is really good at just getting something crazy out there and who knows our our a game in our favorite series might be coming to, to the 3ds or they might try something new or you know, it might be quiet for a little while until we hear about a potential new system. So, you know, stick with us and we'll be talking about either a couple of 3DS games or a brand new system down the line. Yeah, it should be cool. I, whatever they do, I I can't see them making a, a 4DS or, or whatever it ends up being called a direct right. competitor for the Switch. So if you think about everything that the Switch is and you think about what it is not, that's kind of the space that I would expect uh, another right. handheld to live in, and that is really fascinating. So, right, right. I don't, I don't know exactly what all that entails. I don't know <laughs> what that would look like, but the fact that somebody's thinking oh, yeah. that way is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on board. Right. Let's get three screens. <laughs> okay. Um, there is one topic that I want to send out i'm actually sending out our very first challenge to our listeners and i'll i'll explain that so at some point in the future we don't know exactly when this is going to happen we don't know exactly what the format's going to be but music keeps coming up on this podcast specifically game soundtracks and such so at some point in the future we are going to do a game soundtrack centric episode where we discuss 
we're trying to figure out whether it's it's some sort of like uh, radio trivia type game or whether it's just an actual discussion of, of music. But what I'm asking anyone listening to this to do is to write us either on Twitter at Nintendo Jump or to our email account, which is nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com and just send us in your favorite game soundtrack or if you have links to, hey, this is my favorite video game song or here's five of them or, or 20 of them, you know, right. <laughs> whatever you have. If if I know there's a lot of people out there who are passionate about game music, we want to hear it. And, you know, depending on, on exactly how much a response is there, I will say there's a high likelihood that it'll definitely show up and, and be discussed on the show. So please, please send us in. Again, our Twitter is at Nintendo Jump. Our email account is nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. Either one works. Uh, please send us some suggestions for game music that you really like for some reason, and we will uh, we'll definitely feature it in an in upcoming podcast. I'm excited about how that's going to work out. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that about does it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So remember to follow us on the social media. Like we said, we are on Twitter, at Nintendo Jump. We are also on Instagram, as Nintendo Jump. We are on YouTube. Uh, feel free to leave us a comment about some of the your favorite 3DS games or something you would like to see on the system. You know, in this last few legs, send us your feedback definitely at Nintendo Jump Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you like, what you dislike, and definitely chip in for the music challenge. Send us your favorite songs or links, and and look forward to that episode. Definitely. We would really appreciate it if, if you could leave us a review on your podcast listening application of choice. It definitely goes a long way to promote this podcast and to get it out there for more people to be listening. Yeah. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Sergio. And on behalf of Daryl here and Kevin from a distance, thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.